0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, committed to assisting businesses impaired by COVID-19. Trustmark is now providing small business loans through the Paycheck Protection Program. More information at Trustmark.com slash PPP. Member FDIC. From MPB Think Radio, this is Money Talks. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Blutcher-Janderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, Portfolio Manager at New Perspectives. They're both chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. If you're a renter or a landlord, today's show might be of particular interest to you. Our guest is the Executive Director for Mississippi Home Corporation. Scott Spivey will talk about the agency and the grants available to Mississippians who can't pay rent during the pandemic. Our expert hosts are available to answer your personal finance questions as well. Contact us by email. The address is money at mpbonline.org. Good morning, Nancy. Hope you're doing well. What financial news are you sharing with us today?
2: Good morning, Kevin. Well, we're trying to get the word out about a new FEMA program called COVID-19 Funeral Assistance. And this is for any family who lost someone last year beginning January 20th through uh, 2020 due to COVID. And you can be reimbursed for out-of-pocket expenses on the funeral up to $9,000. So you do need to go to the FEMA website. There are phone numbers there if you prefer to use the phone and actually apply for those benefits.
1: Very good. Ryder, how about you? What's, uh, What's on your mind financially speaking this morning?
3: Uh, similarly, another kind of provision of the American Recovery uh, Act uh, is that. For folks who are, uh, you know, who have lost a job or stepping away from a job, if you are eligible for COBRA, um, you may be eligible to have those co- your 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 COBRA payments covered. And COBRA is the basically the extension of your employer-provided health care, and uh, typically that just means you now pay the full cost of the health care. You have it for, you know, say 18 months or so or until you get another um uh, health insurance uh, somewhere else, but uh, for six months, for a six-month period, that will be covered. Um, and it seems like most folks, if you are eligible for Cobra and you get cover- c- Cobra, you are eligible for it. So that's a that's a really big chain, um, game changer for a lot of folks, uh, because you know one of the problems we've noted before, I feel like we, we know it all the time, is that one of the biggest costs in retirement is health care, and so. If you are below Medicare age, you know that cobra cost is one of your biggest costs before you before you get to 65. So that can really um, really be a, a big help for a lot of folks and maybe help them uh, make a decision about changing jobs, uh, leaving a job they don't want or or even retiring.
1: So, so who is uh, what, where is that through? what uh, organization?
3: The, the government okay. I mean what So yeah so COBRA is done essentially you know if you if your employer pay, pays for your uh, health insurance you know the employer provides health insurance COBRA is basically there will be a private administrator of that COBRA plan right and so there there's the interesting thing about this we we're reading up about it recently and there's really not much that the individual needs to do they simply have to apply for COBRA which is again through an administrator it may be the the, the group that is already providing their insurance but it may be kind of a benefits, you know, kind of coordinator, uh, group that does that. Um, but it, there's not anything additional that the person applying for it needs to do. It's simply, um, and, and, I do not have the dates right here in front of me, but, uh, but if they apply and are accepted, you know, to do COBRA, they simply won't have to pay it themselves. Uh, the government reimburses the employer or the administrator um, through a tax credit. So, so again, it, it really makes it super simple on the, um, on the employee, on the person receiving the COBRA.
1: Uh, A friend of mine got a job. A new job uh, starts today. And something interesting that uh, instead of a paycheck, he was given a debit card by his employer. Uh, And it's apparently through one of the the banks in the United States there that uh, it's a way to handle a payroll. So I thought that that was interesting. I guess it's similar to direct deposit in that you don't have to worry about, you know, getting your check cashed anywhere Uh, but uh, I thought that was uh, interesting. Uh, Nancy, have you heard of that before? Is that fairly popular these days?
2: Uh, Actually, I have not heard about that because most people will just use direct deposit and most payroll goes through that. But we have to keep in mind that there still are some people who don't have bank accounts, so a debit card would fill that need. Um, Just be careful. If you do get it by debit card, don't lose that card.
1: Yes, I was uh, talking to him yesterday and said, guard that card with your life. Uh, but it's uh, U.S. Bank is the is the company that uh, this uh, his employer is working through, and it's called the Focus Card. But I, again, I thought that that was an interesting way, uh, and apparently benefits both the uh, employee and employer, uh, at least according to the uh, t- to U.S. Bank. So, uh, Ryder, had you heard of something like that?
3: So i would not heard of that specifically, but there have been some interesting kind of developments in the payroll era, arena area uh, recently. I think that when, you know, the benefit for the employer is... Uh, You know, they just kind of crank out that card. They just generate that paperwork. They don't have to, you know, verify this banking information. They don't have to kind of do all of that. So it's probably a little less hassle for them and, you know, they can, the person can show up on day one and just get their debit card. Uh, One of the interesting things, and this system may allow this a little easier, is that Employers are some employers are offering, you know, kind of daily payroll, uh, you know, instead so of traditionally, you know, every two weeks or you know once or twice a month. Um, but, but basically, you know, you you work, you get paid, and you can access your paycheck every single day. There's a lot of companies that have been working on um, things like that, and I suspect that this debit card system um, may be a maybe a way to offer that a little uh, more smoothly
1: time to welcome our guest to the show we're going to be visiting throughout this hour with scott spivey the executive director of the mississippi home corporation scott thanks for making time with us this morning yeah good morning thanks for having me so if you would uh, tell us about the mississippi home corporation sort of the how it was created and and the reason it was created
4: Sure. So uh, if you go back to 1990, a uh, uh, year before that, the legislature uh, commissioned a study uh, that was, ended up being entitled A Decent Home for Every Mississippian. And they were looking at housing instability, uh, barriers to home ownership statewide, and what the legislature could do to encourage home ownership and development of uh, affordable housing for low income Mississippians. Um, And what they ended up doing was creating the Mississippi Home Corporation through the Mississippi Home Corporation Act. And our uh, mission is very broad. We're out here to provide the opportunity for safe, decent, and affordable housing to every Mississippian. Uh, We do that through um, the issuance of tax-exempt bonds, the administration of various federal grants uh, and tax credits and through the administration of several statewide programs that are created by Mississippi.
1: Um, how would a prospective homeowner uh, hook up with the Mississippi Home Corporation?
4: Well, they can always visit our website, which is www.mshomecorp.com, uh, and go to the click on the Home Buyers link, and that has all of our uh, single-family mortgage products there. But we're just one office in Jackson. Uh, we work with uh, lender partners throughout the state who sign up to administer our programs that provide down payment assistance uh, for first-time home buyers. And so a lot of times they already have that banking relationship. If they just ask about the mortgage revenue bond program, for example, that provides a $7,000 down payment, um, chances are their bank probably uh, is already a lender partner of ours.
1: Uh, so you uh, assist homeowners, but I guess that you also work with developers as well, if you would. Maybe talk about that partnership.
4: Sure, we do. The, the largest developer-related uh, program that we administer is the Low-Income Housing Tax Credit. This was created uh, in the tax reform of the late 1980s and has really become one of the largest uh, production programs for low-income housing. Um, A lot of the, uh, you know, HUD and rural development, you know, have stayed on either the uh, rental assistance side through uh, voucher programs or on the lending side, and this is to finance the construction of new construction or the acquisition rehabilitation of uh, housing for low-income Americans. Um, Mississippi gets about $8 million in tax credits, a very competitive program, demand outpaces supply at a rate of about four to one. But that tax credit, developers win those tax credits and are able to build out market rate style housing, but still charge lower rents. And the sale of those tax credits makes up that gap between what they can charge in rent and what they can build. Um, We also have several state programs that are on a smaller scale for developers who want to build um, single-family homes uh, and acquire and rehabilitate homes for uh, moderate-income Mississippians. So, you know, we we touch everything in the state from homelessness prevention and wraparound services all the way through mortgage products uh, and everything in between.
1: If you have a question for our experts, send an email to money at mpbonline.org. Today we're discussing the Mississippi Home Corporation. Are you on Facebook? Well, Mississippi Home Corp. is also. We'll tell you how you can find their information coming up. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Money Talks. Our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org, is one way to hear past Money Talks broadcasts. You can also download the MPB Public Media app and listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lotridge-Anderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Mississippi Home Corporation releases information on their Facebook page, and you can follow them to keep up with what the agency is doing. We're visiting today with their executive director, Scott Spivey. More with Scott in just a moment, but uh, Beverly has called in with a question and has held on for us. Thanks for holding, Beverly. It's your turn now, though. You're on the air. Go ahead. I'm
5: 74 years
2: old. I have an annuity. Um, it's not like $150,000. I have not withdrawn anything from it, and I'd like uh, Dr. Nance's recommendation. Well, Beverly, first let me ask, do you need some of this income? Um, Not at the moment, but in the future, for sure. Okay. Um, You have to bear in mind, first of all, is this an IRA, or is it what we would call non-qualified?
0: It's
2: it's an annuity, it's not an IRA. Okay, so uh, an annuity is just an investment product. It can be within an IRA account or not an IRA account. So you're saying not an IRA, which means you're not subject to required minimum distributions. Um, If you don't need the funds, you might want to delay that but you can call the annuity company and find out if you quote annuitize of uh, what will be the payment that you can get from that bear in mind if it is not an IRA when you start to withdraw that money then there's going to be a good portion of that that will be taxable income so you have to think about if I start to take money out and I add that to my other income am I going to create a tax liability more taxes to pay and if I don't need the money should I even do that but call the insurance company find out your options there and make Maybe check with them about what kind of taxes you would be facing. They won't necessarily tell you the taxes, but they will. They can talk to you a little bit about what the income will be when those funds come out. Okay, I appreciate it. Good luck. Thanks, Beverly. Thanks,
1: Thanks for your call this morning. This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Visiting today with Scott Spivey, Executive Director of the Mississippi Home Corporation. Uh, they've got a new program called RAMP, the Rental Assistance Program. It's for those impacted by COVID nineteen. So, Scott, who is eligible for this program?
4: So, right, uh, people. Treasury, the Department of the Treasury defines uh, eligible households for what they call emergency rental assistance. That we're calling RAMP, rental assistance for Mississippians program people who qualify for unemployment or have experienced a reduction in household income incurred significant costs or experienced a financial hardship due to COVID-19 and are at or below 80% of the area median income adjusted for household size. And I know that's, that's a, that's a lot, but basically if you lost your job due to COVID, you know, during the pandemic, since March of last year, had your income decreased, uh, had expenses go up, whether it's health care expenses, things like that, um, and are at or below 80 percent of your area median income, you can qualify for rental assistance payments for up to 15 months.
1: So how would renters get access to the funds? Is there an application where they have to show that they meet the qualifications?
4: Yes. Uh, we, 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 we do require documentation. They would go to uh, the website is www.ms-ramp.com. It's an online application, uh, and they can begin it there. Landlords can also start an application uh, based on their rent rolls and uh, will contact the renters and so that they can complete it. Um, and if they have any trouble with their application, they can call 888-725-0063. We've engaged a call center. Uh, we expect to see a lot of activity in this program. Um, Mississippi received a total of $200 million for rental assistance statewide. Uh, the, Home the Home Corporation is administering $186 million of that to make rent payments and also utility payments. Utility payments, water, sewer, uh, gas, and power are eligible expenses as well if people are behind on their utilities. Um, and so we really want people to apply for this assistance it's there if we need help I think you know one of the things that the pandemic did was it really um, peeled back the surface layer and showed how vulnerable renter households are to fluctuations in income similar similar to what happened 10 years ago during the, the, the great recession right with with homeowners um, the pandemic because of how it the the, the industries affected. I think we have a lot of renters that were affected by this, and so we're hoping to be able to provide this assistance quickly.
1: So you mentioned rent and utilities. Are those the primary uh, uses for this these funds by renters? That's
4: correct. That's correct. Rent and utilities.
1: And I thought you mentioned landlords. Do do they apply or, or do they qualify somehow for this money? So they can, so they can apply on behalf
4: of their tenants. One of the things that the statute. You know, kind of spelled out was landlords and tenants can apply. Now this is for tenants that are currently in their unit. This is to save people from eviction and uh, to relieve the debt burden if they've been working with their landlord um, and and they owe back rent. This is not for people that have moved out and for landlords to recoup lost rent. Um, but landlords can go ahead and start the application, and then we can reach out and see which one of their tenants are qualified. And we've heard from a lot of landlords, right? You know, this is the downstream effect. You know, renters don't pay or are unable to pay rent. Well, that means the landlords aren't collecting any money. That means they can't pay the mortgage that they have on their multifamily properties, uh, their rental properties, which means the banks aren't getting that either. And so everybody's been kind of on pause and trying to work with one another uh, in this industry for the past 12, 13 months. And now we need to go ahead and start relieving some of these
1: burdens. Well, we've got another caller on the line. So why don't we say good morning to Jeanette, who's called in from Greenwood. You're on the air with us. Go ahead.
2: Hello, how are you are doing today? I listen to you every day, and what a great program you have. Thank you. But I'm calling. I'm I'm online looking at the Rent on the Ramp program, mm-hmm. and I see it It look like it's only addressing if you pay rent. But what if you have mortgage, you have mortgage, and it was, because of the loss of jobs, you had to not pay your mortgage. Is it a closed mortgage as well, or just so rent?
4: This program is only for rent, but I will say this. Uh, In the latest round, the latest stimulus package that was passed by Congress that created what's called the Homeowner Assistance Fund, Treasury has not let us know how much Mississippi is going to get. They have not let us know any of the guidance, but that program is coming. And, you know, so that there is mortgage assistance on the way. They have not engaged the states yet, but it is created at the federal level. So there is mortgage assistance on the way, but rental assistance is already there.
2: Okay, and I appreciate you very much, and y'all keep doing a good job. I like that.
1: All right. <laughs> Thanks, Jeanette, for Thank that you. call. This Bye. is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio, visiting today with the executive director of the Mississippi Home Corporation, Scott Spivey. Uh, so, Scott, the uh, the address or the website is ms.ramp.com, uh, and so that's where folks can go to learn more, and can they uh, find their application online there as well?
4: it's 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 m s dash ramp not dot okay um, so m s dash ramp dot com and I'm sorry you cut out there and i missed the second part of your question
1: uh so that's where folks would go to learn more do they begin the application process online as well
4: yes that's that's right and and if they have any trouble they can call that eight 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 number um that's eight 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 seven two five zero zero six three and we've got, you know, as they say, in uh, on all the commercials, operators are standing by. <laughs> all
1: right. And so let me say that again, because I did speak incorrectly. MS-RAMP.com is the website. We'll have the website and the phone number on the show details on our website, moneytalks.mpbonline.org. Scott, you recently uh, spoke to the Senate Housing Committee. Could you tell us what you were talking to them about?
4: Sure so they the 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 housing committee invited me to come over and and, and speak at one of their meetings um, largely uh, the 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 primary reason for being there was to talk about the rental assistance program. This was before we had launched it. Um, they wanted to know what to expect um, the the senators and they had invited some house members to come over as well. Really wanted to learn what they needed to tell their constituents um, because you know they've been you know as the as the representatives of their respective districts, they are hearing from their constituents all the time. I can't pay my rent, I can't pay my mortgage. If they're property owners, you know people are not paying me rent. What can we do? Um, but the other thing about that, you know, the housing committee, they had a lot of questions about rehabilitation, um, development, you know, affordable housing, because we haven't seen the growth in wages that we've seen, um, you know, wage kind of stagnation has set in, especially since the recession. Uh, Affordable housing is becoming more and more of a front front frontline topic. We're hearing a lot more about it in the last election cycle. Every candidate had an affordable housing plank in their platform. Um, And so they really wanted to know what resources were available, um, especially with older neighborhoods, how to get rehabilitation done, how to rehabilitate older apartment complexes, how to bring in new affordable development for uh, their constituents who are, you know, especially in growing areas like a lot of Mississippi's college towns. You've got a huge growth in the service industry. Um, and a lot of those folks, they, they don't make enough to pay market rate rents, which are growing and growing in a lot of, in a lot of places like around Jackson. A lot of market rate rents are higher than you would pay on a 30-year fixed rate mortgage. Um, and so they're looking to us uh, for resources for uh, how to get that development spurred, and also how to assist their constituents. So we had a we had a long, in depth. It was a great conversation. It's, it's available on YouTube um, if you go to the Senate's website. Uh, but yeah, it was a, it was a good conversation. Car- covered a lot of ground.
1: So, in addition to the ramp program, are there other relief funds?
4: There are. Um, we also have what's called the. Um, Emergency Solutions Grant that was provided by the CARES Act, and that's really for people who are about to be homeless or are experiencing homelessness. Uh, we're working with several of the continuum of care agencies around the state. The same website that we read out earlier, ms ramp.com, there's um, a second program listed there. If people are in immediate danger of homelessness or are experiencing homelessness, um, there are funds there are kind of as provided as a safety net. Now, we haven't seen the, the wave of evictions that we were very concerned about at the beginning of the pandemic, partly because in the fall, the CDC you know, issued an eviction moratorium, um, which kind of bound up you know, some, some folks not being able to collect rent, they can't evict either, but we're in a pandemic. We don't need people on the streets. Um, but we do know that some people are being evicted and that's what those funds are available for.
1: We're discussing the Mississippi Home Corporation today. Do you tweet? We'll tell you about some Twitter accounts that you might uh, want to follow next. You're listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Hi, Larry Morrissey with the Arts Commission, reminding you to tune in for the Arts Hour. We have in-depth conversations with Mississippi artists, writers, musicians, and other creatives. The Mississippi Arts Hour, every Sunday at 5 on MPB Radio, or download it as a podcast. You already know MPB Think Radio is a direct result of donations from listeners like you. But instead of counting the size of your donation in dollars, how about axles? trucks to motorcycles, cars, even 18 wheelers. Your donated vehicle of any size helps fund the programs here on Think Radio. For more information on how to donate your vehicle, visit mpbonline.org/support. Money Talks is MPB Think Radio's personal finance broadcast. Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy Lottrich-Anderson, president of New Perspectives, and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. Nancy and Ryder are chartered financial analysts. Ryder holds the Certificate in Investment Performance Measurement from the CFA Institute. If you're on Twitter, you might consider following at MS Home Corp for more information. We also suggest at New Per MS for New Perspectives information and at MPB Online for Money Talks news. Our guest today on Money Talks is Scott Spivey, the executive director of the Mississippi Home Corporation. More information about his organization can be found on their website, mshomecorp.com. So, Scott, that website has a lot of information about the first steps towards home ownership. How does the Mississippi Home Corp get folks started on that path?
4: Well, the one of the things that we require with all of our single family mortgage products is uh, home buyer education counseling um, that we have qualified counselors uh, and they can also do it, complete the, the course online. Um, I think one of the lessons learned from 10, 12 years ago was you know people really need to understand the investment that they're making in their future when they buy a home. Uh, there were all the statistics and the fallout from the recession about people not under not being able to identify their interest rate, you know how much is going to interest, how much is going to principal on their home, um, and a lot of the things that you know homeowners just need to know uh, about you know creating a savings account for when things break and things like that. Um, so that's one of the major things we do. What we really want to do is set people up for success. You know, the, the study that I mentioned before, Decent Home for Every Mississippian, that kind of established the home corporation, uh, you know, that, the, that inspired the legislature to establish the home corporation, you know, identified credit. And down payment is the primary barriers to home ownership. Well, people have gotten a lot smarter about credit. Uh, there are a ton of apps out there and things that are available, so people keep a much closer eye on it. I think it's much less of a mystery than it used to be. But down payment is still tough to come up with. So we provide you know, down payment assistance with our, with our single family mortgage products. But then also that uh, home buyer education counseling uh, that they get as part of the, uh, the the products that we offer really sets people up to succeed. You know, this is, you know, a lot of times the largest investment that most families make, and it's also the primary wealth generator, especially multi-generational wealth uh, in the United States. And so we want to make sure that that's a, a, a safe investment for families.
1: Um, are there criteria a person or family has to meet or can't exceed to use your help? There are. So because
4: our uh, mortgage revenue bond program is paid for through uh, the issuance of tax-exempt bonds, uh, there are income limits that uh, that are established. For example, in Himes County, a uh, uh, two-person family can't make more than about $73,900 a year. Three or more in the family, it's at 84985 nine eighty five. Um, so the income limits are generous, uh, and also in order to participate in this pro- program, they have to be a first time home buyer. And the way the federal government defines that is they haven't had the principal interest in a primary residence in three years. So if you owned a home in the past and sold it and rented for three years, you're now a first time home buyer again.
1: Uh, do eligibility, uh, does eligibility differ by county?
4: it does because it's based on area median income and the website has a list uh of you know so so those those income limits vary by county because it's based on area median income that's that's really true of almost all of our programs um because a lot of them are federally funded or 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 or, or created federally um they base everything on that county income
1: this is Money Talks, and we're visiting today with Scott Spidey, executive director of the Mississippi Home Corporation. We're going through some things about first step towards home ownership, and we'll continue that discussion in just a minute, but we want to work in another phone call, and uh, Lindsay has called in from Starkville. Good morning. What's your question for us?
5: Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yes. Um, I was, uh, my sister and myself own some startup businesses, and uh, we were trying to uh. get that PPP loan and we was trying to figure out what are we not doing uh. we'll do the application uh. we'll send it off we either don't get an answer or or we're not qualified but people around us uh, that don't even have businesses are getting the loans and we're just we're trying to figure out what what are we doing wrong uh. that we can't uh get those loans. I, I don't, I, we, we're really stoned.
2: Lindsay, what bank are you going through?
5: Well, we the last was um, uh, Wood Forest and um, we had go, also gone through my sister did the first one so I can't remember. I think it was uh, uh, I think it was Regency. I'm not certain of that, but it was one of the other uh, companies, uh, banks.
2: And do you have a relationship with the banker at one of these?
5: Well, at the Forest is where I, where I bank at.
2: Are they giving you any information? Because these loans do have to go through the bank. And the latest round of PPP loans, have you ever gotten any loan from this like last year?
5: No, ma'am. We, we, okay. That's our problem. We, 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 it's like, it's like we're we not qualified to get it, When there's people under us, above us, around us, don't even have businesses, just getting it like crazy, and it's just, it's blowing our minds.
2: Um, Do you have employees? No, I don't. Uh, That could be the issue, because these loans are designed to... uh, pay companies to retain their employees so that's the only thing i can think of that might be a problem for you might be what you're running into that the idea behind them is we're going to put money into the hands of businesses so they don't have to lay off folks but you do need to go back to your banker and ask the questions about why you're not getting approved What is the issue? Why is your application being kicked out? All of this goes through the bank. Um, You can get more than one PPP loan. That opened up this year with the latest stimulus package. So even businesses that got it before can go back and request again. And the latest package also has a preference for very small companies. But I'm thinking that issue of employees might be what's holding you back.
5: Okay. but um, and, and again, uh, this is totally out of ignorance. But uh, again, the um, the people that we're seeing getting it doesn't have any employees as well. Um, uh, uh, small uh, business loans for uh, services, um, uh, uh, you know, stuff like that. I mean, but uh, uh, most of them don't even have businesses. But at any rate. Uh,
2: but, uh, yeah check, can... check with your banker and uh, um, even I, I know a lot of banks are not allowing in-person meetings some of that is opening up but you pro- this is a case where you probably need to sit down face to face with your banker and talk about your application and find out what the issue is okay well that's, that's what my sister did the first time and uh, the, the people was
5: bewildered that. We weren't getting it, and then all of a sudden, nothing. So, um, okay, but we'll do it again. We'll sit down and try to have a personal conversation. But I, I thank you guys for this program. You guys do a good job. And so, uh, But we, we are really stumped over this thing.
2: Well, good luck with it.
1: Thanks, Lindsay, for your phone call. Uh, This is Money Talks on MPB Think Radio. Uh, Let's stay on the phone lines here for just a moment. Next, we'll visit with Danny, who's called in from Pascagoula. You're on the air with us, Danny. Go ahead.
0: Hey, good morning. Good morning, my people. The best in Mississippi, especially the lady there. (laughs) I want to thank you all for uh, putting this together. Listen, I have found out on this new bill it's supposed to be able to cover also self contracted and people on the gigs like I do lists. You know that's 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 my uh, that's you know my, my business. And um, you're supposed to be able to uh, qualify. You know, because that was the thing. See, the idea is, you know, we were unemployed, we out of work. You know, I don't know what the banks, you know, they up to. We're out of work. We're trying to get back to where we was or at least consolidate some of the bills that we can and then be able to pay with a little bit with the unemployment if we get unemployment or if we're back on the road. And it seems like that as soon as I say that word unemployment, getting unemployment, oh we can mess with you, or if I say, you know, my uh, my money's down. That's what it's supposed to do—to cover the difference that we're not receiving. That we, were, I mean, that we would regularly receive if we was full time. You know, business was going full time. So I don't know, but I I've had friends of my Caucasian persuasion of you know, less credit than I am, heck, they've been in bank twice, you know, different thing like that, but they were able to get the loan, and it's just like some places, you hate to run that race card, <laughs> it's, just, it's just the thing, this is not a miracle, but, uh, but it happens, and, I, and I'm running into that in some of the banks, or I'm running into it as the credit card, you know, like, when, if you're less than 600, they're not even, they're not even considering it. You know, and I'm a veteran, an Army veteran. I serve my country, and I seem to be having a hard time on this. Nancy, any thoughts?
2: Well, I, um, and there are a lot of issues in there, and Danny, I think the fact that you, you are getting unemployment now, is that correct?
0: Yes, ma'am.
2: Okay, and so you're also getting the enhanced benefit from the federal government, is that correct?
0: Right, and what it's supposed to be is, if you do go get the PPP, which I don't mind getting rid of the unemployment, you're supposed if you get approved for it, you you can't collect unemployment no more once you get it, and that's the idea. Because I needed to uh, increase my business and reestablish my, you know, my my maintenance on my vehicle so I can uh, improve my business. Do you understand?
2: Well, I understand that, but they're also looking at how do we spread this money around between unemployment and the PPP to cover as many people as possible. And that's where you're really talking about basically double dipping. If you want to collect unemployment and get PPP to support your business. So that's probably where you're running into a problem. Um, oh, I'd also say to you what I, what I mentioned to the earlier caller how important it is, and we've talked about this before, to have a relationship with a local banker and um, really think about what's more important to you to get this PPP loan or to maintain your unemployment while you get back on your feet. And then lastly, once things get squared away i would say really work on that credit score and that way if you have a good credit score you know it doesn't matter what you look like you're going to get that card you should get that loan
1: we're talking about the mississippi home corporation do you have a student in your life who likes to draw well we've got a contest to tell you about you're listening to money talks on mpb think radio South Dining is the show all about the culture of Southern flavor, from fried chicken and collard greens to shrimp and grits and a glass of sweet tea. Subscribe now to the podcast using any podcast app or download our MPB public media app.
2: This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks.
1: For listening to Money Talks on MPB Think Radio, Kevin Farrell here with Dr. Nancy botrich Janderson, president of New Perspectives and Ryder Taft, portfolio manager at New Perspectives. A reminder, every Tuesday at 10 a.m., listen live to In Legal Terms on MPB Think Radio immediately following Money Talks. Mississippi Home Corporation is having a youth drawing contest for those in kindergarten through 12th grade. Go to mshomecorp.com if you want some more information. Our guest on Money Talks today is the executive director of the Mississippi Home Corporation, Scott Spivey. Uh, Scott, is there uh, a housing assistance program at an MHC for teachers?
4: There is, the state created the housing assistance for teachers program. This is a great program Um, It provides $6,000 in down payment assistance for teachers who agree to teach in critical shortage areas uh, for three years. And that grant is forgiven. $2,000 of that is forgiven for every year. The Home Corporation administers that program for the Department of Education. You know, teachers send us their teaching contracts to qualify for it, and then we do the compliance, you know, get their annual contracts and and check the box, and that's just forgiven after three years. And really, that's, you know, it's to encourage, you know, investment in communities in places that need teachers. You know, teachers are are a fundamental part of the community through the work that they do in the schools, but they should also be, you know, we want to encourage them to be parts of the community in where they live. Um, and to, to buy into those communities. So it's been a great program. We run that on behalf of the Department of Education, and uh, it's been successful for the past, gosh, I think 20 years now.
1: Uh, throughout the hour, we've been talking about uh, new home buyers. We talked a little bit about that. Uh, how do you help a prospective home homebuyer uh, find a participating lender?
4: So we have a list at our website, uh, mshomecorp.com, a uh, list of participating lenders, or people can always you know, give us a call uh, or go online and uh, find us on Twitter and Facebook, uh, and there's just a list of all the participating lenders and which programs they participate in, uh, and so people can really, and you know, the fastest way to do it, really, is if you have a banking relationship, call your bank and ask if they participate, and if they don't, we'd be happy to sign them up, uh, and if they do, uh, then great, you're good to go.
1: Uh, earlier also you talked about the importance of of uh, home buyer education. Uh, how does someone sign up for the pre-purchase home buyer education program?
4: So you can also find home buyer education links on our website and the, your lender will set that up and if you participate in a Mississippi Home Corporation mortgage they will help you set that up because it's part of the qualifications for receiving it.
1: All right. Um, so someone is connected to the lender. They've completed some education. Uh, what else should they know about actually searching for a home? What's sort of the next step?
4: Well, they should know right now that it's hard. Uh, inventory is a problem in Mississippi. Um, you know, we always we always counsel people. You know, you do, you 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 want to you want to you know look at what your monthly payment is going to be, and make sure that that's affordable. A lot of times, people qualify for a lot more house than they can you know comfortably afford one third of your in of your take-home income is considered stable housing you're 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 stably housed if you pay one third of your take-home for housing is kind of the benchmark that we use whether that's rent or whether that's mortgage um you know a lot of real estate professionals around the around the state are familiar with our programs um a lot of times realtors tend to be kind of the first contact you know They get contacted, I want to buy a home, okay? That realtor knows a bank. That realtor knows down payment assistance programs, things like that. Um, And that, you know, this really is, you know, the way to think about housing, especially when you're talking about your first home, um, this is an investment in the future. Uh, This is how you build equity. This is how a lot of American families build
5: wealth.
1: So, Nancy, uh, how do you think uh, someone, uh, a family should go about what do they need to consider when trying to decide uh, how much house they can afford?
2: Well, um, there will be calculations from any realtor that you're dealing with. And I always tell people, whatever the realtor says you can afford, go for less than that. Uh, You don't want to be house poor and um, I would prefer you to be on more the 25% versus the third of your income that would go to housing and you consider when you purchase a house if it's an older house you may have more maintenance costs you may have more utility costs so consider all of those things that go into it and um, don't buy the most house you can afford because again that's going to limit your life elsewhere you know you won't be able to take those nice trips and buy those other things that you you would have been able to do otherwise.
1: Uh, Scott, are mobile homes included in the the ramp program?
2: If they're renting, yes.
4: Yes they are okay. uh, you, you just have to have a uh, you know the the lease agreement is is part of what the the treasury requires, but if they are if they are renting a mobile home, then yes it is it is qualified under the under the program
1: we 're about out of time maybe we've got a minute or so if you could touch briefly on uh, the work the, to help uh, households that need rehabilitation.
4: So, what we do there there's um, Mississippi has a lot of need we We run a, a what 's called the Home Investment Partnership Grant from HUD. Cities and counties apply to us uh, for those those grant funds. It is a competitive grant they 've identified properties in their jurisdictions that are in need of rehab uh, a lot of times that is older mississippians they own the home outright they're on a fixed income they haven't been able to repair their home keep the upkeep it's kind of fallen down um and so we will uh give grants to the cities and counties to work with contractors to rehabilitate those homes so that they're an asset to the neighborhood you know a lot of it's for the family that lives there but it's also for the surrounding community um and unfortunately that's a situation that a lot of mississippians find themselves in but we're trying to help wherever we can
1: Scott, thank you so much uh, for joining us today. Got a lot of great information and real real clearly and concisely uh, uh, doled out to us. So we certainly appreciate uh, your coming on to help us learn more about the work of the Mississippi Home Corporation.
4: Thanks for having me, and thanks for the, thanks for the good work you guys do. Enjoy the show. Thanks.
1: For listeners, just a reminder, our uh, email address is always active. If during the week you have a money-related question that you'd like to get some assistance on, just send it to money at mpbonline.org. Money Talks is a production of MPB Think Radio, funded in part by generous financial support from you, our listeners. To hear today's show or previous show, you can visit moneytalks.mpbonline.org or listen to the podcast by searching for Money Talks on your favorite podcasting app. Our show is produced by Liz Gill. So for Dr. Nancy Lotrich-Anderson, Ryder Taff, and our guest Scott Spivey, I'm Kevin Farrell. Join us every Tuesday at 9 for Money Talks, only on MTV Think Radio. Support for MPB comes from Trustmark, committed to assisting businesses impaired by COVID-19. Trustmark is now providing small business loans through the Paycheck Protection Program. More information at Trustmark.com PPP.
5: Member FDIC. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.